welcome to the Coach Me podcast. My name is Nadine Stille, founder of Coach Me and your podcast host. In today's podcast episode, I'll be talking with Dana Smith, life coach for creatives and entrepreneurs about creative expression as a path to wellness. Dana is a certified coach who works with people who are ready to tap into the power of creative flow. She helps her clients connect with their creative life force and use that power to build a life and career that is an expression of their truest self. These people are the visionaries of our new world, activists, artists, scholars, healers, and creative entrepreneurs. As a certified professional co-active coach, a registered massage therapist, and a student of yoga, Dana has worked extensively with the body and is exploring the connection between creative flow and health. As a lifelong creative, entrepreneur, and inquiring mind, Dana supports her clients in their journey with her unique presence and range in coaching, drawing from the many facets of her experience. Her natural curiosity playfulness and appetite for learning along with the formal coach training from the foundations of her work. She believes that everything is possible and that there's always a way forward. All it takes is a bit of ingenuity and a big serving of unwavering commitment to possibility. Dana helps her clients incorporate spiritual beliefs, intuitive receptivity, scientific reasoning, and the artful application of it all by accepting guidance from the creative muse on their journey. Dana's clients are those who are committed to a new way of being, who are ready to adopt creative living in all aspects of their lives. Through the coaching process, her clients come to see themselves as whole, potent, magical, and ultimately as the embodiment of deep wellness. They become a powerfully channeled life force that contributes to creating the world we all long to live in. In today's podcast episode, we explore creativity and creating and their benefits as a way of living well. We find out what aspects creativity plays when we do not feel well and how to change that. And we learn practical ways to be more creative and incorporating, creating more into our daily lives. Please ensure you check out the show notes as I've included links to the many resources Dana mentions throughout. Let's tune in. Hi, Dana. Hi, Nadine. Welcome to the podcast again. Yay. Thank you. It's so fun to be here again. And it's just <laughs> remarkable to think about how far we've come since our first recording and this one. Right. Yeah. You were uh, one of the very first people I've recorded podcasts with uh, for the, for the coaching podcast. So yeah. And here we are talking about creativity today. Creativity, creatives, creative flow, all of these things. We just said uh, dance in the moment of it, have it as uh, flowing as, as possible. And before we go any further into like the matter, maybe let's just start by acknowledging who creators actually are and why you're called to this, to this part of the population. Yeah. Yeah. Well, create, well, well, we're all creatives. Many of us are like, no, I'm not creative. No, no, I'm not a painter, a writer, a poet or a dancer or a cinematographer or what have you. But I like to push back against that um, because we are all 
designed to be creatives. It's one of the greatest life forces that flows through our cells every day. That's why we're here. We're here to be born, create our lives, live our lives, and be an expression of that creative force. So there are many ways to express creative energy. And if that's through art, cool. If it's not, I invite you into, you know, figuring out what that is for you because it's through creative expression that I think we have a beautiful pathway to self-actualization and fulfillment. And it's mm-hmm. really fun. Wow. <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that just sounds great. It's like fun and greatest fulfillment. Sign me up. Right? <laughs> <I'm in. laughs> exactly. So a few years back or since you started fully like embracing uh, the creative life for yourself and mm-hmm. helping your clients through it, there've been many conversations between the two of us and around creativity. And it really for me, put my lenses on, on what creativity actually is. Like you just said, there, maybe many people might not even realize that they're creative, whereas they actually are day in, day out. It's maybe not as conscious. So maybe you can shed some light into how people are creative, even though they might not think that they are. Well, let's just go like to the cellular level, just for a second here. Mm -hmm. Like, Every day, our cells are dying and being recreated. All day, every day. (laughs) As long as we're alive, we're creating new cells within our bodies. So even if you don't even think about it, you are making something new, millions of something new Mm -hmm. every single day. So... So there, <laughs> there. You're creative, you're wrong. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, and that just points for me, that just points to like our innate ability to create and to destroy and to heal and to transform. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on like a human level, like not just a cellular level, but if you take it out to the greater, <laughs> the greater stacking of cells that make tissues and the tissues that create organs and the organs that function in a system and the systems that create a human, at that level, we have, we bring in all of our, our consciousness and our, our beings and our personhood and all of that. And that's where we get to kind of play with that creative energy in different ways. And that is, you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be a, a creative art practice, but it can simply be the act of making something with the intention of being in creative energy. Mm-hmm. We're always making something. I make dinner every day and breakfast and lunch. <laughs> so there's three times a day I'm making something and I'm yeah. turning, you know, rolled oats into a porridge that fills my belly and feeds me. Yeah. Right? And like, that's transformation right there. Turning right one there. thing into another. <laughs> and if you don't follow the recipe there, you can come up with some creative, you know, things around it as well. Are you, yeah. what are you going to add to that recipe? And Absolutely you know, explore what's, what's possible there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like being creative, Mm -hmm. uh, came up for instance, when like on the creation side, on the more, on the art side, it was like, Oh no, I don't, I don't paint or draw or do pottery or any of these things, but I post something on social media every day and create little storylines and, you know, write an article or a blog and I need to be creative for that too, or even to some sense, this podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) Kind of, you put the lens on me, you are creative. And that kind of took a, it's like, yeah, actually, I I wear that proudly. That's so great. (laughs) That comes up. (laughs) 
beautiful. And not to, you know, all those things are like concrete things, but also Nadine, like you're also creating connection and community all the time too. And that's, that's a form of alchemy also, where you're turning one thing into another and creating something that wasn't there before. So um, even this, you, you and I are in a creative flow and a creative state together as we create the conversation right now. It's happening. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you've kind of answered this question already somewhat, but what does it mean to live a creative life? Does it mean everything that we just explored and more? Yeah, I think think it's uh, a shift in your mindset and giving yourself permission to, like you just described for yourself, start to see it around you Mm -hmm. and to consciously participate in that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, a lot of us don't give ourselves the permission to do it, you know, cause it's like, we tend to want to be in the other side of the brain. That's a lot more linear and logical. And it's like, well, what is the outcome going to be? And what benefit is this to the whole? And mm-hmm. <laughs> how's that going to affect the bottom line? All these things. And those kind of mindsets, you know, are helpful and they get us places, but often quite stifling to the permission slip that you need to give yourself to just explore Mm-hmm. see what happens, learn from that experience, because we very just allowing ourselves to experiment and play um, and create something for the sake of creation. We learn so much about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, that's a beautiful metaphor for this or that. Or, oh, look, that way that I move my arm when I do that gesture it reminds me of this time in life. Mm-hmm. And you can make these beautiful connections in your subconscious just by being in, and maybe conscious, just being in that creative state. Yeah. And on top of that, it does not, I guess it does not mean just that or that through the creativity, you can still get to the bottom line. It's just yeah. a different path of going, getting there and probably a bit more fun. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that totally. you mentioned earlier, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So who's created life form? Who can benefit from it? Yeah. Um, everybody, <laughs> everybody, if that's, that's your jam, you know, it's not for everybody. If you're feeling drawn to amplify your creative expression, mm-hmm. I would say follow those breadcrumbs because there's from my own experience and some of the authors I've read that, you know, creative expression is kind of the voice of the soul in a sense. So it's like, it's an outlet for us to be able to express our feelings, our emotions, our memories, our traumas, and to just be able to put that into something that's outside of ourselves. Okay. And if we don't do that, then what's the... Well, for me personally, yeah, I got really sick, okay. <laughs> like physically unwell when I was really out of touch with... Um, having that form of expression for myself. And it just, it was, you know, I was thinking that I was being creative, but I actually wasn't allowing myself to create from that place of non-judgment and that place of no attachment. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I found is it just kept squishing and squishing and flattening my soul. And pretty soon it was just like this crumpled up little raisin. And I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. (laughs) It's been a process of reconstituting that part of myself. Mm And my physical health has benefited from it as well. So I'm not the only person. I've talked to many people who've experienced something similar, a link between, you know, creative um, expression and like physical and mental vitality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a connection there. Yeah. So what's, what kind of creative outlets do you have I know I see some pictures there in the background on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We're in my studio. I'm yeah. feeling blessed uh, to have a different life than I had 
previously. So there's mm-hmm. more physical space. I, this is my studio. So I'm out in the backyard in my little painting studio, which is mm-hmm. such a gift. I haven't had uh, a dedicated space for this type of practice for over a decade, 11 or 12 years or so. So I feel like I'm returning home to something that I've, you know, traveled far and wide from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it feels like such a exciting place to return to. And, you know, I'm, I'm entering my art practice in a very different way now because I know what it feels to not have that connection to myself anymore. So I'm being very mindful about how I'm in conversation with myself while I'm in creation mode mm-hmm. um, and being really careful about what types of thoughts I'm permitting into my creative space mm-hmm. and trying to make it a really uh, beautiful, healing, curious, exploratory environment for me to be in. Wow. It sounds serene. Like very... <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I get, you know, I, I have a place to process emotions in a way mm-hmm. that is, um, I can step back and take a look at. And that's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. So the way you're expressing your, like the arts or creative side of things, is it your, your painting, you have your painting studio. Yeah. Anything else that you have? Um, what, yeah, what, what else are you Oh, what else? On the creative side, yeah. I have a garden, so I'm going to be creating um, a bunch of vegetables while the earth's Mm -hmm. well. I'm just going to be facilitating the process. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, turning dirt into, you know, fresh greens for Mm -hmm. dinner. That's just pure magic. (laughs) And just such a beautiful, beautiful example of, you know, like the world is designed to create, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I just love the metaphor in that. So that's going to be surrounding me. I'm creating conversations and connections in my coaching practice, inviting people in to, you know, create their new realities. Mm-hmm. I, I just love being a part of that facilitation of oh. people coming home to themselves. And yeah. it's just the most delightful thing to witness. Oh. Um, what else am I creating? Well, we talked about cooking. Yes. <laughs> cooking. <laughs> that never stops. <laughs> I am allowing myself to create what wants to move through me. And for me, actually, that's required a lot of, again, we talk about permission and permission to save that time in my calendar so that I actually do. Um, Mm -mm. So that writing, sometimes that's writing for me. Sometimes that's visual arts. Now that I have the the space Mm -hmm. for it, those are my two main um, creative formally creative expressive pathways. (laughs) But like what comes through there is that it's, it's the allowing, but also the making the space for it and being very yeah. uh, conscious about it. Like, yeah. this is what I want to do. So this is how I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. It's almost like creating a channel, actually, because mm-hmm. it's like you, you're creating boundaries around the time and space that you have for that. So that you have that little shoot where the creative force can shoot through. <laughs> but if you don't have the space and the time um, and you're not really not upholding your boundaries around that, then there's, yeah. you know, it's just going to get diffused through mm-hmm. the rest of life. Okay. In the, like one of our previous conversations, we talked about also the connection that you've mentioned before um, right now uh, during our conversation, the connection between well-being and creativity or creativity creating well-being mm-hmm. and it's been kind of a, a bit of an ongoing conversation we, we had around this and I'm just wondering if if you'd had any I don't know how moments what what kind of came first how is it influencing each other yeah I don't I don't think it's a it feels very chicken egg you know it's um <laughs> 
don't think it's an ongoing conversation. I don't think I'm ever going to answer that question, but I think Mm -hmm. holding that as an inquiry as I move forward, like what is the link between my creative expression um, and my well-being? Mm -hmm. And when I feel well, am I more creative? When I don't feel well, do I feel less creative? Can I use creativity and, and being in that flow as a path back to my wellness if I find myself astray? Um, and what are the different ways that that could look at different points in my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I can totally see it. Some people would be like, oh, if I'm unwell, I don't actually feel that creative or have maybe a writer's blog. I can't read as much and, you know, I can't concentrate. But do you just then like, force it or what is the to, to get on that path? Do you try something else? It's. Yeah, I've been pondering over it too ever since you brought it up first. I was like, I don't know what comes first. It's it's very inter intertwined. Okay, uh, can I add to that? Actually, yeah, of what course. Com- what comes to mind too is kind of different states of energy and being being in creative flow and allowing yourself to produce something as a result of being in flow requires the energy to come out of you, right? So mm-hmm. if you are creating something, you are putting your energy into the creation of something. Yeah. However, we are not like machines. <laughs> we are creatures of the earth. And as we know, the earth has seasons and cycles. And so do we. So I've, I've known this for a long time that I, and I see it in lots of other people, we are not in a perpetual state of production. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you look at the garden, as another example. It's like, we don't bloom all year round. Nothing does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have to watch for and respect those energies that feels less like I want to put something out and more like I need to consume something to fill myself back up mm. because it's a dance between, between those energies where, where sometimes, and especially in the fall, that's when I notice that, yeah, I want to start collecting books. I'm like, what am I going to like learn about this winter? Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm going to put into myself to fill myself, to nourish myself, to give me new ideas. Mm-hmm. And then often in the springtime, you know, I'm ready to put all those ideas and those new mm-hmm. thoughts um, and take all that sleeping that I did over the winter mm-hmm. <laughs> and grow some things, you know, I'm ready to create and put some energy out. So yeah. Um, have you ever noticed anything like that, like um, cycles or flows? For yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense what you what you just said. I obviously, I'm, if I if I could, I would do a lot more gardening, gardening myself, and you know, all all of these things. But specifically around the creative side of things, it's I can only create so much as an in, in environment to be creative in. But if it still doesn't happen say for instance writing writing articles or blogs then it's very difficult to produce or create something that is actually creative and that has some sort of flow because i'm making myself do it so i can only create kind of a nurturing environment you know i don't know put in some great music have a cup of coffee sit comfortably have a clear state of mind whatever and then maybe just start writing and some inspiration around it but if it's like, I have to sit down now and I need to do it and I have a half an hour I need to write something it's hardly ever gonna happen mm-hmm. so I can totally see how you need to like nurture your your mind your soul your body if you're depleted what are you going to draw from mm-hmm. to you know have that that output mm. there's the wellness again <laughs> with yeah. the well-being self self-care around it too absolutely um on that note too what i what i've noticed is very helpful for 
myself and I've seen it in others. Uh, this is pretty common in art practices as well, that they're, you know, it's like we have to balance the need for just pure expression, which is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, kind of like the voice of the soul or our spirit or, you know, what it is that wants to move through us. Sometimes we just have to let that out, mm -hmm. burn it off before we can actually get to that place of something productive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? okay. It's like, yeah, hey, I actually want to show this to someone or <laughs> I'm ready to publish that blog post or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, and we, it's very helpful and incredibly nourishing to give yourself the space and time to just express yourself, mm -hmm. whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what could this be? <laughs> the first thing that came to mind for me is to, to, uh, <laughs> was just twirling around, put some music on, turn it on loud, and start dancing <laughs> in my living room. And I was like, this is so crazy. But it would definitely get me out of the uh, kind of analytical mode and more into, oh, this is fun kind of mode of, of thinking and, and just letting all out so absolutely yeah that's what <laughs> when observed when you said totally. the, the wheels turning yeah there's lots of ways actually if you're a writer and you're interested in developing that mm -hmm. skill or just want to read about writing process in a hilarious way there's a book called <laughs> bird by bird by mm -hmm. Anne Lamott And there's this fantastic chapter that I often return to um, called Shitty First Drafts. And the whole point of this, you know, and she waxes on and on about this, just how important it is for us to just sit down and write the first draft. Because mm -hmm. no matter what, you have to do the ugly, awful, awkward thing before you can get to the next thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and no matter, you, you'll never get to the finished manuscript unless you have a really, really awful first draft mm -hmm. and it's required. So if you can embrace that shitty first draft and just know that it's going to be the most disgusting, awful, dis uncomfortable place for a little while, it's one step closer to where it is totally. that you are ultimately going. So if that's you standing in your living room, twirling around, <laughs> flailing your arms... <laughs> That's your first draft, you know? It's yeah. like you're moving that energy in some direction. <laughs> okay, for me, maybe getting over writer's block would be twirling around in my living room. Yeah. For you, you said it's mm, kind of just giving yourself permission to create something that is probably not going to be the published end piece, so to say. What yeah. are some other things that keep people back? Like what, what blocks people from being creative? Oh, yeah. Well, dedicating the time and resources is a big one. You know, it's like, oh, I'm too busy or, oh, I don't have the mental capacity for that. Or, mm. oh, I don't have the money to invest in whatever it is that I need. Um, mm -hmm. Those are big ones and real, for sure real. Mm -hmm. But it comes back to, well, we can be creative at any point along the way. It's just a matter of choosing to. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a complicated or expensive journey to start expressing yourself. Um, so those are big. That's one big block. Another is allowing yourself to prioritize it as a as something that's important. Many people can't quite do that for themselves. <laughs> it's like it's very scary. It's very um, many people feel fearful that some other ball is going to drop if they allow themselves the time and space to to do whatever it is that's their creative expression. Mm -hmm. But, you know, committing, I, I, and I like to do this as a radical act for myself, that it's, you know, living and committing to a creative life really 
really is a radical act. And I invite you all to do it because we're pushing against societal norms. We're pushing against gender norms. We're pushing against um, capitalism, like all of these huge forces. And if we take the time to go into ourselves and actually do our processing and healing um, and expressing, we're starting to dismantle those bigger machines that we are consciously or unconsciously a part of. And Mm -hmm. we ultimately are going to change the world that way. More authentic people, the better. (laughs) Yeah. And you're giving them permission. I think that's the... Mm -hmm. If you need permission to live a creative life, I'm giving to you right now. Whoever's listening, here's your permission slip. (laughs) Do it. Hand over. There you go. (laughs) Okay. You've mentioned it yourself earlier. One of the benefits of tapping into that creative life is that you actually felt better mentally and and physically so there was that aspect to it is there any other I don't know that's pretty big I mean sign me sign me up for that but is there like anything else that you'd say is you know as a kind of what's the result of of living that way or any other payoffs oh man I think it's just that it's a nice pathway to fulfillment Mm -hmm. and and it's a really unscripted one because you know, choosing to live creatively and have forms of creative expression are going to look different for you and me Mm -hmm. and whoever else. And those being in conversation with yourself in that way, you've learned so much about yourself, about what matters, about any conflicts that you might be having, like existential conflicts or political conflicts, or it's a place for you to process and express any dissonance that you might be feeling. And it's in that dissonance where we learn the most, where that rub is, that's Mm -hmm. where where sometimes we need processing and expression and maybe there's no words for it. Maybe you just need to twirl in your living room or maybe you need to dig a hole in the garden or maybe you just really need to chop that garlic really fine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought this uh, cake recipe did not require any garlic, but hey, that's my creative <laughs> expression right here. And, <laughs> and what did we learn? that <laughs> <laughs> and what did she learn from there's always the i like how you said and i guess that's obviously the the, the coaching part coming through where you know you're just let, you're having the, the creative outlet but then that is already deep right for some people but then you're going extra deep and say okay what do you learn here like look look even deeper and explore what that could mean how do you bring that across with your with your clients like do you take them uh, through this do you look at pictures together that people created or is like what what comes up yeah yeah great question there's a few ways that i work with folks that way so mm-hmm. one is you know very commonly i'm working with people over the phone or by video so it's a lot of uh like creative visualization so mm-hmm. invite people into exploring what their subconscious wants them to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you use um, approaches like this. Yeah, Nadine, I love like, yeah. visualizations. They're amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so you go to these places, memories or new places that you've never been, that you fabricated in your mind, and your imagination, and you receive that information. And it's in the conversation of interpretation that, you know, you can make meaning of it. And the, that that's the same in just ex- creative expression in mm-hmm. any of its form is it's like, here's a thing and I'm just going to be with that now and learn from what it wants me to know. Mm-hmm. 
right? So um, that's just juicy and nobody needs anything except their imagination for that. (laughs) Very cheap, (laughs) completely available, (laughs) no supplies needed, no Mm -hmm. space except time. No, I I, lo- I love visualizations. They're so powerful, and yeah. and they get you really. I don't know. There's so much to explore there, mm-hmm. and you know what that might mean. And then you're going down and down, and it's yeah, wonderful. No, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, and there's, there's, <laughs> I'll add to that too, Nadine. Yeah. Um, I've also done like create like intuitive vision collage workshops, mm. where I set people up with visualizations um, or writing prompts ahead of time. And then I lead them through an intuitive process of vision collaging. And then there's a debriefing of after they've been with it and they've just kind of allowed themselves to like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder why I was drawn to that image mm-hmm. after having primed their mind to thinking about their future or gratitude of what has already happened. Mm-hmm. Then they go into this creative process and then we get together afterwards and we debrief uh, the meanings of it because the interpretation emerges a little bit slower sometimes than the actual uh, making Mm -hmm. process. So that's really cool and insightful too. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I can, yeah, my my wheels are turning again. (laughs) I don't know more about that, but that's probably a whole other uh, topic that we can talk about. So what are, obviously we just touched on how you bring this all into your coaching in your own coaching practice and how you apply this with uh, with your clients what are like some typical questions that you would ask your coaching clients mm. that would might uh, might also be helpful for people listening in right now Ooh. specifically on the topic of like deepening creativity mm-hmm. what is it that's important to you about this you know, and, and that does that's a probably a very common coach question, but when Mm -hmm. you put it over top of the desire to have creative expression, um, it points to some really um, deep nooks and crannies of the person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, why is it important to express yourself in that way? And what is it that's stopping you from doing that right now? And if the answer is permission, well, you've just given me permission (laughs) slip. Here it is. I'll read up another one. (laughs) Yeah, back up. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) okay great so how like obviously we're still in the midst of a pandemic and during during this time i've actually noticed a lot of people in my network uh started playing an instrument uh taking up painting or knitting or even writing i know people who started like sign who signed up to dance classes all virtually um obviously but yeah, I wonder, first of all, did you see something like this too? Or was it just specific to my network? <laughs> and um, what comes out of this is, um, do you think that there is a need for people, like when circumstances are a bit kind of bleak, to say the least, of this pandemic, do you think people, like there's a correlation between those circumstances and people just wanting to create more, maybe something I know, I just wanted to say something positive, but who knows what type of music people started playing when they just like learned, or maybe it is expressing anger on a, on a, on a page and, and drawing. I don't know. It, it kind of just came up. It's like there's so many people who I noticed being creative, but did you see that trend in your practice in your network? Totally. I saw it all over the world. People like trying new things because they had managed to get bored. Uh, and I think that's, that's a big piece that many of us 
haven't experienced lately mm-hmm. is, you know, we, most of us live really jam packed lives and before, you know, happy COVID anniversary, you know, mm-hmm. like we're coming in on the one year marker right now, this year we've unlearned how to be busy. And, and that really has been such a gift actually, because people have learned how to be with themselves and they've learned how to cope with discomfort. Um, Mm -hmm. they've learned how to, you know, process intense emotions on our own. Like we had to do many of us were all on our own as Mm -hmm. we did that. And so that, that discomfort, um, and that fear and that anxiety and all the stuff that was coming up, it has to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we go just bonkers. Right. (laughs) So that goes up as knitting needles and you're putting that that anxiety into something Mm -hmm. it helps you it helps you express it right it Mm -hmm. helps you put it somewhere so they may not be doing it consciously but they may be drawn to because of our innate need to express ourselves like Mm -hmm. we have to we have to put our emotions somewhere yeah so i I think that that's been such a uh, a gift is, is being forced to be with ourselves. Like mm-hmm. We were all forced to our rooms <laughs> to figure out what we've done. <laughs> yeah. And we were, and we were given the time too, you know, and I know mm-hmm. that's not true for everybody. Some people were, you know, overworking in this time because of the nature of, of what was required mm-hmm. of them. But some of us had, were, you know, forced to just be in solitude and not do what we're used to doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and that space has been a big teacher also. That's true. And the, what you just mentioned on, on the flip side of people um, being really busy, at least in one or two cases, what I've observed is that because it was so busy and you're constantly with people, you know, with other people around, that type of the creative outlet was kind of me time, right? So it was, it was a conscious thing of wanting to be more into like solitude or like be away from the hustle and bustle and everything and, um, and seeking seeking that out rather than staying maybe too busy but there's there's two sides to it yeah it, it's good to see that you kind of um observed that too and that there's the that there's the draw so yeah we're all musicians we can form a band sometime soon <laughs> right oh man and just to spring off what you just said too mm-hmm. it's like your previous and your very busy lifestyle you felt more drawn to be reclusive and pull back, you know, and to nourish yourself. So you needed to put something into yourself, you know, that drawing in energy Mm -hmm. because life required you to be doing a lot of outward energy. Yeah. Right. So, so that awareness of what, what it is that you need can be really helpful for finding the right form of self-care and form of expression. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Like lots of, lots of things to ponder over. It's like, where does it all (laughs) come from? (laughs) Do you have any, any more tips for someone who'd like to be more creative or like rediscover? Maybe there's people out there just like you who haven't been that creative for quite a while and they want to like take something back up. What, what tips do you have? Yeah, that's great. What comes to mind actually, Nadine, is like, what is it that's stopping you from just doing it? You know, like the conversation that's happening in your mind about all the reasons why you can't or don't, or aren't that person or what have you, those are just dialogues possibly. I mean, you know, you and I speak the same language, but we call those saboteurs. So those are like, you know, negative internal dialogues that are stopping us from doing things <laughs> for lots of reasons, right? But those negative internal dialogues are, might be behind the wheel more than they ought to be. And so when you see yourself 
are when you start to notice those types of thoughts that are like, wait, I just told myself that I can't do something. Is that true? You know, cause if there is, if you have an urge to do something creative or express yourself in a different way, that's like an innate ex- expression of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you find yourself stopping yourself from doing that, start the conversation of, wait, what the heck? Why am I stopping myself? Like, what are those reasons? Who told me that? Mm-hmm. There's nothing harmful about me, um, you know, scribbling on paper for 10 minutes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Why can't I do that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like one of the reasons that you brought up earlier is as well, oh, it has to be expensive or it has to be, or it's, it's going to take a lot of time or mm-hmm. I'm just not that person. Like all the things that kind of actually brought up earlier where really feeds in here too, I think. Is that actually true? Yeah, totally. Is that true? And two ways that you could do that. Like if you're feeling compelled to be like write and think and process your thoughts in that way, there's this fabulous book. It's written ages ago by Julia Cameron called The Artist's Way. And it's a 12 week program to develop your artist practice, whatever that is. And it's beautiful. One of the exercises, so it's 12 weeks and it's like staged out um, mm-hmm. as an experience. But one exercise that moves through the whole thing is a practice called morning pages where uh, Julie Cameron, you know, she did some research into uh, the specific length of, of these pages, but she says 750 words or four double-sided handwritten pages. And you sit down and you brain dump and you don't stop to fix punctuation. You don't stop to think up a new thought you just keep the pen moving and so it's like oh okay so i'm looking out the window and i see a seagull and the seagull oh i can't i forgot what i was gonna write and so you just keep going and you just write crap like you just empty your brain and but the challenge is to just not stop writing mm-hmm. for that period of time so you don't edit you don't mm-hmm. you just let it out and you challenge yourself to just keep going you and you could just describe the the texture of your pen flowing over the paper you could but by the end by about and I've done this for years on and off (laughs) by the last hundred words I like hit something cool and I'm like (laughs) oh I'm there and I'm like into like something really relevant and meaningful for me you know it's like oh wow that childhood memory I hadn't thought about that since it happened interesting yeah (laughs) So that's one practice mm-hmm. and I would challenge you, Nadine, to embrace that if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. For me, it takes about 35 minutes to do that much writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know other people, you might be faster at writing. But, and does it have to be handwritten? Is that something about the writing by hand rather than apparently, on the laptop or something? Apparently yeah. there's okay. like a, a, a somatic thing that happens where you're like mm-hmm. turning you know, psycho babble <laughs> into, <laughs> into something physical so that it's outside your body. So mm-hmm. um, that's a thing. However, I have been experimenting lately with writing on computer mm-hmm. and I actually find that I'm able to keep up with my thoughts a little faster, but I'd miss that physicality of it. So mm-hmm. I'd say do it. What Julia Cameron says, you know, grab a, grab four sheets of paper and just brain dump. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the other one is uh, a practice that I'm just learning about now that because um, I'm more into like a visual practice. Yeah. But same thing, just emptying my emptying myself and it's called bilateral drawing. So the whole point is that I get a big piece of paper and I get an instrument, a drawing instrument in each hand. So last time I did it, it was like a jiffy marker and a big chunk of graphite or like pencil. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you draw with both your hands at the same time. And oh you mimic one side to the other. And sometimes you do them differently mm-hmm. and you just scribble. And the idea is 
movement and coordinating the sides of your brain. So mm-hmm. you're not at all tied to the outcome of it, but you might just be really attuned to, gosh, when I use uh, the texture of the graphite feels really different than the texture of the pen as mm-hmm. I'm moving it on the paper. And you, be- you drop into that really deep mindful state of just processing, just processing. Okay. <laughs> and how long do you do that for? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like I get done after a period of time mm-hmm. where I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Sometimes I have to turn my paper over and I start going and sometimes I do it on several pages. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily prescribed like the morning pages prescription yeah. is, but for myself, I find wow, it, f- it creates the same effect for me in the sense that I just feel lighter and I don't feel like I'm all tangled up in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, I might try that as well if I don't have enough space um, for the touring. <laughs> 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 just just do the uh, what do you call it bilateral drawing bilateral drawing bilateral yeah. drawing yeah okay well yeah I'll give that a go I can totally see how that's that in itself creates already some some space and thoughts around that as well that's yeah. that's really cool Have thank some you fun. and of course and of course in both those processes just watch for watch for those negative dialogues that might show up in your brain right and just mm-hmm. like just even spotting them can change can change their course you don't have to mm-hmm. do anything about them but you're like oh there's that crappy judgment voice that keeps telling me i'm not good at this whatever i'm busy go take a seat yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> back to it yeah i'm busy over here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay cool yeah, yeah. That, that's that's really good being that create your own space and own it not yeah, yeah. Let it interfere with all the and, the and I think the trick with all of those practices is just dedicating yourself, you know, and maybe it's not every day and maybe it's not long periods of time, but mm-hmm. what about once a week, you know, start there. Like once a week, I'm going to give myself 45 minutes um, to do one of these practices mm-hmm. and, um, and just see what happens. So, and yeah. that actually I'll invite you, Nadine, if you ever, <laughs> or anyone who's listening wants to join mm-hmm. my creative accountability circle. <laughs> We meet on Friday mornings for two hours for just that. So some people, we always do some form of creative expression writing, a free write for 10 minutes or something. We connect, we share what we're working on, and then we get to it. And we hold each other accountable in that space as well. Okay, great. You Mm. can send me a link or we'll pop that in the show notes so people can um, just click on that link and uh, and join you. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's every Friday morning? Yeah, we've been meeting since the beginning of lockdown. Oh, wow. Time zone, Friday morning, Pacific Pacific time. That's right. (laughs) So if anyone on the other side of the world wants to do it on a Saturday morning or a Friday evening um, on the way into the weekend, that's totally cool too. (laughs) Okay, before we um, kind of close this off, are there any other resources or tips that you want to share? Anything else that we say, yeah, people look into this. Yeah. Well, I've already mentioned two books that I mm-hmm. found yeah. really helpful. One that's on my bedside table. That's really, really delicious and really nourishing. Like it feels like, yeah, it feels like balm for my soul. Like it, mm-hmm. I just, they're short chapters and they're so poetic and beautiful. And I just feel like so seen. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. You're right. Mark Nepo. This is important work. <laughs> and it's a book called drinking from the river of light the life of expression. And mm-hmm. it's just such a delightful, beautiful book. And every chapter has an invitation as what he calls it. And they're writing prompts. So he waxes poetic about something beautiful. Um, one of his, you know, thoughts on living a creative and expressive life. Mm-hmm. And then he gives you these really lovely conversation or writing prompts. So it mm-hmm. is as much of a workbook as it is just something to read and consume. Um, so you can really work with that book in as much as you want. And it's quite 
spiritual as well, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Okay. There's another book too that I'm really playing with and it's very visual. Like this is a visual arts book and it's called You Are an Artist, Assignments to Spark Creation by Sarah Urias Green. And this is a workbook also, but it also teaches all about like art history. So she's created these assignments and it's, I guess there's a television show called The Art Assignment on PBS. Mm-hmm. And it's based on that, but you can do it on your own. So she teaches a little bit about art history and says, Hey, this is what this artist did at this point in time. This is why it was relevant. Now you go do something ser- similar. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the next um, Picasso. Oh, Monet. Yeah. And it's so great. And again, she's wow. like, um, not requiring you to have a painting studio or mm-hmm. any fancy supplies, but she's like, whatever, a piece of paper and a crayon. That'll do. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Again, the, so the learning aspect around it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's different. So that's that. So I would encourage you to anybody just allow yourself the space and time and permission to mm-hmm. explore and play oh. and return to that natural state of being that we are all all rooted in okay great usually at this stage at the end of a podcast i would uh, ask you three three questions which we're going to go through um one of them would be what book would you recommend but we're already down like what four books now (laughs) that's great so we're 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 covered and i'm going to put all the 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 titles and the links and the authors into the show notes people can um, really check it out i'll definitely dive into those two they look really really interesting and I love that there is like prompts in there it's not just like the actual like learning but the application of that as well uh, in so many different ways and so two other questions that I usually ask right now is what's your bucket list or what is on your bucket list that you want to share that's fun I don't know why I have no idea why but it's been something that's called to me for a long time but a camel trek through the desert. I don't, I don't know what that's about, but I need to actualize that because it keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. So it's it shown keeps up coming on, up. Oh yeah. It's shown <laughs> up on like lots of my vision boards and I'm like, well, crap, there's that camel again. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> so there's something that the desert wants to teach me. I need to have that experience. So one day, I'm not sure where, which desert, <laughs> but maybe it'll be India, maybe Morocco, mm-hmm. maybe somewhere else. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's very unique. Great. And what makes you dance? Oh, yeah. I'm feeling free and loose and being in that creative flow. Yeah. I don't even need music sometimes. <laughs> it's just it's like, it just feels good to move. <laughs> what did you say earlier? It's all in your imagination. It is. Right? That's really <laughs> Great. (laughs) It's been fun, Dana. Thank you so much for um, giving us those permission slips to be creative and inviting us into your space. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about it. Oh gosh, thanks for the invitation, Nadine. (laughs) It's always a delight talking with you and thanks for this opportunity. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'm curious, what will you do to start creating intentionally and living well? If you'd like to explore being more creative, I'd like to invite you to book a free initial coaching chat with Dana. Simply go to coachme.global forward slash book. That's coachme.global forward slash book. Thank you for tuning in. Nadine.